welcome. First of all, welcome. This is Unsolicited Perspectives. I'm Bruce Anthony, your host here to lead the conversation on important events and topics that are shaping today's society. Join the conversation by following us wherever you get your audio podcasts. Subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can watch our video podcasts. Rate, review, like, comment, share. Share with your friends, share with your family, hell, even share with your enemies. On today's episode, it's the Sibling Happy Hour. I'm here with my sis, Jay Andrea. We're going to be talking about George Santos, Michael Washington, Young Thug, and backed by popular demand, things that black people do. But that's enough of the intro. Let's get to the show. What up, sis? What up, brother? You like that? That's one take Bruce on them. One take. <laughs> that, one take and we off to the races. Right, right, right. Ladies and gentlemen, let me just tell you that intro is one take. One now, take. Do I stumble over my words a little bit? Yeah, but I got a speech impediment. That's the best you're going to get out of me. Yeah. And and first of all, if you've been listening for a while, you already know Bruce has a speech impediment. He says it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I learned early on in life to put out the stuff. That makes you vulnerable so yeah. that people can't attack you from it. It's exactly. just what that's just what B Rabbit did in Eight Mile. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's all he did. Yeah. That's why I always make sure that people, you know, know that I'm pretty because it's like, I don't want you guys judging me. Um, you know, it's it's a lot, it's a burden sometimes. It's a blessing and a burden. And I, so I just put it out there like, hey, I already know. You don't have to tell me. You guys tell me all the time. So, you know, I just, you got to get ahead of it. Okay. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> we so all get, have our struggles. If you don't follow my sister on social media, then this would be the first time you seeing she got a new hairdo. What up? See, I acknowledged it. Uh, granted, thank it's you. a drastic thank change, so yeah. I wouldn't. Uh, you would wouldn't at know. least thank you for noticing. But yes, because <laughs> <laughs> typically you notice nothing. But that's yes. That's not true. I notice stuff. Just sometimes things don't need to look. You already got a giant head, both figuratively and literally. So there's no reason for me to. Uh... <laughs> that's no reason for me to. <laughs> if y'all are watching the video, my sister's just shaking her head. Anywho. Uh, an amazing uh, loctician. Her name is Paris Quinn. You can Are find we giving her shout at, outs? Yeah, you can find her at Paris Quinn Hair on IG. She all she is uh, based in Georgia, and she's also a very talented songwriter and uh, singer. So okay, go ahead, get that name out again, and where they can Paris, find her. Paris Quinn. You can find her at Paris Quinn Hair on Instagram. Okay. All right, Paris Quim, that's free of charge. We just giving our shout outs free of charge. Also, that's what I do. Also, you had something else new that you did this past week. I did. Tattoos. Oh yeah. I got okay. <laughs> Jesus. <It's, laughs> shout out, shout out to my tattoo artist, uh, at BK Pinked on IG. He is an Atlanta tattoo artist and he was awesome. Like it was he gave me exactly what I was looking for um, and more. Like his work is just top tier. And so I'm very happy with the, the result. Yeah, my first tattoos. All right, give him another shout out so the people can follow him again. It's BK Pinked and that's P-I-N-K-E-D. Um, you can find him on Instagram. 
Okay, that's right. You, you're finally, you're the fourth member of the five-member family group mm-hmm. that's been tatted. Yes. So our, our mother and father are tatted. I'm yes. tatted. You are now tatted. Mm-hmm. Our father has one. One, I think, yeah. Mom has like three? Like four? Wait a minute, did she get... I think... Did she? Three or four. I can't three remember. Three or four. You have, you got three separate pieces. Mm-hmm. And I've got one, two, I got two really large pieces and then three, four, I guess those are large too. And then the signature five. And I got to get dad's signature underneath his uh, birth date. He keeps getting on me like, you got your mom's signature under her birthday, but you ain't got mine. I'm like, <laughs> All right. You know, I'm going to go. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Yeah, so. I'm going to get I'm going to get both of their signatures also because uh, that's just cool to have their signatures in their handwriting. Yeah. Tattoo. That's not as cool. So you're going to steal the, my idea. I told mom about that and had her actually write something out. Oh, um, about okay. 15 years ago. So it was not your idea. I've had this piece of paper for about 15 years. <laughs> Whatever. And I told you about it. And no, no, you don't. See, there it. you go again. All right, and, ladies yep, and gentlemen. I told you about it. Because who else has that idea? Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, this is something that you don't understand about my sister. Hmm. That I have all the ideas and everybody steals them and acts like they didn't get them from me. First of all, I have great original ideas that somehow my sister takes credit for. No, incorrect. And because I have such a bad memory because of all of my drinking, smoking, straight West Coasting, I mm-hmm. can't pinpoint when I came up with the idea because I come up with great ideas all the time. I don't know where I got the idea. I want to say I saw it maybe on MySpace or whatever the hell. Ooh, that's going whatever. 15 years ago. That was MySpace. Yeah, whatever was out back then. Maybe Facebook back when it was just college students. Sorry, I'm trying to plug my computer in because it's about to die. There we go. Yeah, I mean, uh, that was something probably you should have done before we got started in recording. Step one. But I, mean, I mean, right. Step one. <laughs> plug the computer in. Step one. <laughs> plug have, the battery. Have battery. Have you battery know, life. step one. No, it is a good idea, but I definitely did not steal it from you. I definitely did if not steal it from so. you. If you say so. Okay. It I didn't steal it from you. Feels All like right. a unique idea. but I, I don't okay. think it was that unique. I don't think, I think a lot of people have stuff written from loved ones that are tatted on them in their handwriting. I think, I don't think that, I think what I did was super original. What was that? Get, get their birth dates in Roman numerals and then having their signature along with that. my, along with my nickname for them underneath their, their birth date. You have nicknames? Yeah, I have nicknames for both mom and dad. I'm not going to say them on air, but you know, yeah. we'll talk about it in the after hours episode. But yeah, I got them. Right. Which, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed the after hours episode that we released on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went back and watched it before I posted it because I was talking to my sister before we jumped on the air. I have fans that will DM me. Shoot me an email or if they see me in the street, because we do the video podcast, we're visible now. Yeah. Uh, if they see me in the street, they're like, hey, I, I enjoy your podcast, you know, blah, 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 blah. I, I, I loved when you said this. And I'm going to be real honest with everybody out there that's listening and watching. After we filmed this, I don't remember anything of detail that was said. 
Nope. And we don't go back really and listen and watch it because we're preparing for the next show. Whenever exactly. we have a long hiatus, I guess we'll go back and binge them. But we have no idea. So I went no. back and watched that. Not after only I was- that, not only that, I rarely am listening to myself while I'm talking. So I don't <laughs> remember what I said. And you rarely listen to me because you disassociate. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I can't help it. But I, I went back and watched that episode before I posted it on uh, Tuesday, and it was funny. So if you mm-hmm. haven't seen it, check it out. Uh, so After Hours Uncensored. And all those shows you can get on our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash unsolicited perspectives. Um, that's enough for this long little dilly-daddling. It's not that long. Right, we've dilly-dallied much longer than this. We've dilly-dallied for like 20 to 25 minutes. Yeah. there's t- There are episodes out there where half the show is just our inane rambling and jumping from tangent to tangent. <laughs> well, I, I think we do that even when we do have a structured show, even right. when there's topics that we the are going to talk about. The show is always structured. We just sometimes yeah. don't stick to the plan. <laughs> There's always a structure. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, if you thought that all we do is turn on the mics and the cameras and just get going, no. No. There is is a rundown for every show that we do. Um, And we still get off topic, just like we just did right now for the last 45 seconds. Um, So, the latest chapter in poor Georgie's latest episode. He was finally kicked out. Yes. George Santos uh, was kicked out of the House of Representatives uh, Representatives on December the 1st, 2023. The outcome was 311 to 114 to kick him out. Uh, it was based off, the, you know, this ethics violations. Um, he's the first member to be expelled from the House in more than two decades. Uh, his response was pretty much what we expected from George. You know, basically he was saying uh, he was ready to get the hell out of that place. And he's also uh, looking to get on Dancing with the Stars. And he's looking to uh, file ethics complaints against some of the people that uh, brought complaints against him. So uh, that's not the only thing. Oh, what's what? What more? What did I miss something? In the yes. notes, what did I miss? Mm-hmm. Okay. I just I just remembered it as you were talking. He's on Cameo. Oh, that's right. For two hundred dollars, you can have George <laughs> Santos make a Cameo video for you. And for those of you who don't know what Cameo is, it's a social media application where you can hire celebrities to make personalized notes that you can have them send to you or friends or loved ones or whatever. Uh, So he went all Cameo, $200 a pop. I wonder, I wonder if people are actually going to sign up for that and uh, give him money. Yeah, I saw one of the videos that he made. It was something he was, it was like... He was talking to some girl in law school, and I guess her friend uh, had George do a cameo because she has haters. And he was like, you know what, girl? Haters gonna hate. And he, that's... <laughs> so <laughs> I have seen some of his cameos. Yes, he is on cameo. Yes, people are paying for it. Hold yes, on. he does do- need the money. Hold on. Do we know people are actually paying for it and it's not him creating fake videos and putting them out there? Um, as far as I know, what Cameo does, because we, I've used Cameo before, we've used Mm -hmm. it before. Um, once the video is recorded for whatever customer, then they'll post it 
on that celebrity's page. So you can see samples of their cameo. I, I believe that they are, I absolutely believe in the United States of America, people are paying $200 for George and they're going to tune in to Dancing with the Stars too. They're going to put him on there too. Well, I, look, I want to see him on reality television. I do. He is I, very I, entertaining. He, he is extremely entertaining. He has given yeah. us loads of content yes. and will continue to give us loads of content because he's a 100% complete fool. And he is not, he is, a a lot of articles are saying he's going on a war path after his exposure. He, I don't know what he's going to say or (laughs) who he thinks he's going to out or what, but I can't wait to see. He's so messy. Um, I can't wait to see what's going to happen, but I definitely think, I believe wholeheartedly this is not the last that we see of George Santos. He's got to get that bread up because he he has a big trial coming up. And I'm sure since it involves fraud, uh, they probably freezing that man assets or something. So, so he got to get that money in. So well, we're I mean, if they freezing him. his assets, then how is he getting this cameo money? You know what? Then I don't. I mean, maybe everything that I don't know. I day as far as I know, they haven't frozen his assets. Nobody has said anything about that. But um, he need that. He need that cheddar because <laughs> he got a he got a serious case coming up. <laughs> Oh, George, George, George. I mean, I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss him on the step. No, No, but I'm going to miss him actually in Congress. And And, do you know what else? When he gets out of when he gets out of prison, because he's going, when he gets out of prison, you still it's still not going to be the last you see. It's going to be more. There's going to be a book. There's going to be. Well, he's already said he's going to write a book. He's he's going to write a a tell-all memoir. Yes, and he already said that. It's gonna be full of lies, and it's gonna be so entertaining. And you know what? I'm gonna buy it because it'll be entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> it will be entertaining, and so I'm uh, gonna buy it. To detour a little bit, mm-hmm. Republican House falling apart, falling apart a little bit because Kevin McCarthy announced he's done at the end of the year. He's yeah. leaving politics. The, I am uh, not House surprised. Speaker. Uh, yeah, well. Neither am I, because mm-hmm. it's pretty tough to go from the House Speaker third in line to the president to a, just a rank and file member. I of mean, the he's been thoroughly embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's nowhere for part of that. It was cr- his own doing. Yeah. I mean, b- but that's you sold yourself out like you sold yourself out to the wrong people so he's been thoroughly embarrassed uh his career is in shambles there's really nowhere for him to go if he thinks he's gonna go to the senate or or anywhere higher than that there's no chance like so what else is he gonna do but but retire he's trying to make it seem like it's voluntary but girlfriend (laughs) it's not (laughs) <laughs> and then, so you got Santos is gone. You got McCarthy, who's leaving at the end of the year. There's another House Republican, I forget his name, that's going to uh, leave office, I think, at the end of the year uh, to be a president of a university. Ladies and gentlemen, I am riffing right now. I've read mm-hmm. all this information, but don't have the exact details right in front of me. So all the YouTube comments, I'm sorry. This is just a detour to whatever topic that we were talking about that's just... 
subcategories from George Santos. Okay, so right. I'm sorry, I don't remember the exact name of the congressman and the exact college that he's going to be president for. The larger point that I'm making is that they only had a four seat. Republicans only had a four seat lead majority in the House, and they're about to lose three seats. Hell, yeah. if there's another speaker vote, Hakeem, <laughs> Hakeem could potentially be a House speaker. I mean, uh, you're not wrong. I mean, he's not, but that's... He won't. He won't. He won't. But he won't. But, you know, hey. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's their own fault. It's their yeah. own fault because they they blow things up without a plan for what to do with the rubble. So mm. this can this can only go one way. You can't just keep uh, shooting yourself in the foot and think you're going to run a race. <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. I mean, you can't run a race if you're shooting yourself in the foot. That'd be mm -hmm. really, really tough to do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just made that up. And you know what? Yeah, that's that's going to be a Watch that be a new euphemism. Watch you see that come out. Mm, you can't okay. shoot yourself in the foot and run a race. Listen, <laughs> if people can say Greyhound don't float on water, then you can say you can't shoot yourself in the foot and run a race. Who says that? I, Big Boy said it once. Once. So that, yeah. th it's not people saying it. Big Boy said it one time. And then I said it several times after that. <laughs> so you're trying to get something started. I'm trying to make said. fetch happen. Yes. Oh, okay. Hey there, podcast listeners. It's Bruce Anthony here, and welcome to another episode of Unsolicited Perspectives. Today, I want to talk to you about something that's been on my mind lately, the importance of staying hydrated and taking care of ourselves. Whether it's prioritizing our health and wellness, or gearing up for festival seasons, or just gearing up for whatever season or time of year, there's one brand that's been my go-to for all things hydration, Liquid IV. Speaking of health and wellness, let's dive into how Liquid IV can fuel your well-being. Imagine starting your day off right, feeling refreshed and energized. Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier is the missing piece in your daily routine. With just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. It's perfect for those early mornings, pre-workout boosts, moments when you're just feeling run down, or even after a late night or long flights. I absolutely love how convenient Liquid IV is. The packaging makes it easy to bring with me wherever I go. And let me tell you, it's become vital daily part of my routine. The flavors, <laughs> let me tell you something, they're incredible. From refreshing sea berry and strawberry lemonade to classics like lemon lime and watermelon, there's a flavor for every preference. It's like a burst of hydration with a hint of deliciousness. Picture this. One stick of liquid IV mixed in 16 ounces of water, hydrating you two times faster and more efficient than water alone. And with 12 mouthwater and flavors, you'll never get bored with your hydration routine. Plus, liquid IV is packed with five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and of course, vitamin C. It's also made with premium ingredients, non-GMO, free of gluten, dairy, and soy. This is hydration at its finest, but it doesn't stop there. Liquid IV believes that access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. That's why they partner with leading organizations finding innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water 
and their futures. It's incredible to know that Liquid IV has already donated over 39 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. They truly walk the talk. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code unsolicited at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code unsolicited at liquidiv.com. Remember folks, taking care of ourselves should always be a priority. So why wait? Head over to liquidiv.com, pick your favorite flavors and experience hydration like never before. Stay refreshed, stay hydrated, and keep rocking those unsolicited perspectives. All right. Uh, <laughs> speaking of shooting, mm -hmm. move into a more serious topic. Yes. Mecca Washington. For those people that don't know I think who Mecca Washington Micah? Yeah. Okay. Micah Washington. Uh, for those people who don't know who Michael Washington is or, or just is under a rock and not on social media. Mm -hmm. It was a young black man that was pulled over by an Alabama police officer while he was changing his tire. She asked him for his driver's license. He, knowing his rights, said, I'm changing my tire. Why do you need my driver's license? She didn't like that response. Further pressed, eventually tasing him, bringing him to the ground. When he was on the ground, she cuffed him, put him up against the roof of the police car. He said, I have a gun in my pocket. On the hood, yeah. On the hood, yes. Mm -hmm. Roof, hood. Nope. Same thing. Two different parts of the car. Okay. Anyway, uh, put, him on, <laughs> put him on the hood of the car. You're right. Yeah. Put him on the hood of the car. Said, hey, I have a gun in my pocket. She pulled the gun out the pocket, said, oh, yeah. Put the taser on, in his back. He's mm -hmm. laying on his stomach on the hood, cuffed. She tased him in his back. Not resisting. Not resisting. In any way. Tased him on his back after saying, oh, yeah. Told him basically to shut the F up and to stop acting like a little... I don't know yeah. why I had to make that funny, but uh, I, I just don't like, know. I just like saying that. Um, yeah. And then they and then they tried to throw a bunch of charges on him, like resisting arrest, uh, trafficking, fentanyl. Mm -hmm. uh, later, it was proven that he didn't have any fentanyl. These charges were trumped up. They were so trumped up that the original bond was five hundred thousand dollars. The state district, the state attorney decided to drop the fentanyl and trafficking charges and the bond was only 5000 because the video leaked. This is the key. She didn't realize that his brother was filming everything that was happening. She just thought that she was free to do whatever she wanted to do. The video went viral. And guess what? The truth is slowly but surely coming out. Yes. And... I was surprised on social media. Typically, there are trolls that were going to find a way to put this on him. And I was very surprised that that did not happen because this was a clear cut case. You can't punch holes in whatever happened to him. Uh, right. There's rumors out there that, the, that one of the charges was an ex-convent with a gun. 
but there's been conflicting reports saying that he's not an ex-convict, uh, convict, not convict, convict. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I wanted to talk about this because this is another example of police brutality. And when we as black people point out to some people, uh, hey, you know, the police is, is really against us. Mm-hmm. And you say, well, no, they're not. Stop resisting arrest. He wasn't resisting. And she literally tased him, put the taser to his back as he's crying, literally crying in pain. And she's mocking him as she's doing it. Yes. She should not be solely fired. She's on administrative leave right now. She shouldn't be solely fired. She should be put in jail. Yes. Plain and simple. Yes. Put in jail. What do you think about all of this? So... I did see the video. Typically, I don't watch the videos of these things because one, you've seen one, you've seen them all. Um, This one, to me, um, did feel slightly different because one, there was no stop. She stopped. He was already stopped changing a tire. Like there was Mm -hmm. no, there was no uh, probable cause or anything like that. I mean, she sees a, a black man stopped and she stopped to get his license to, of course, run it, see if he had any warrants out, arrest him. That's what, mm-hmm. that's what she was there to do. Yep. Um, but because he realized there was no reason for him to give his identification and he does not have to, um, she did not, she asked several times, uh, according to reports from, uh, from the scene, his brother did not start recording until he was already on the ground and in handcuffs. So mm. we don't see the exchange between them uh, when she first pulls up. The reports are that after she asked him several times for identification and he refused to give it to her because, again, it's well within his right to not do that. He does not yeah. have to give her his identification. For those people that are going to use the argument, well, why didn't he just comply? You don't have to, you don't have to infringe your own rights just because right. a cop is telling you to do so. Right. You do not have to give up your ID. You don't have to give up your name. They can they can arrest you under certain circumstances if there's probable cause. Mm-hmm. But you, if a cop just walks up to you and just like, hey man, what's your name? Give me your ID. You don't have to give it to him. No, no. You don't have to talk to cops if you don't, if you don't want to, you don't have to. So apparently after she had asked several times, he refused to give it to her. That's when he pulls out his phone to start recording. And that's when she tases him. She didn't, she was not aware that his brother starts recording. Mm -hmm. Um, You can see on the video, she pulls only the gun out of his pocket. But he's charged with resisting arrest. I did not see in any point in that video of him resisting at all. That's um, normally a, I know from my cops friend, cop friends, and I do have cop friends, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. I'm not anti-police. I have cop friends. <laughs> that sounds so much <laughs> like I'm not racist. I have black friends. Uh, yeah. But I, but you know, I, I don't want there not to be police out there. I just want there to be good police. Um, mm-hmm. That resisting arrest is typically a charge that they throw on there. Yeah, it's like when you get into yeah. a car accident, you get whiplash. Like it's just a thing you throw, or, or you, yeah. I mean, you go to the doctor, you got a cold, they give you a Z pack. Like that's also, by the way, this is a tangent. 
Uh, stop taking that Z-Pack, y'all. A cold is a virus. Z-Pack is an antibiotic for bacteria. It's not going to help you. The mm. doctor's just giving you something so that you stop asking and go home. Just drink some orange juice and lay down somewhere. But anyway. Or as black people do, <laughs> ginger ale. Ginger ale. Uh, I, mm. I, I don't know why I was talking to white people, but just <laughs> go sit down somewhere. Uh, <laughs> take some tussin and you'll tussin. be all right. Right, yes. right, right. You'll be fine in a couple days. So he was charged with resisting arrest, obstructing governmental operations. That doesn't even make sense. And that he, in what way? By changing his tire? In what yeah, way? That yeah, doesn't make sense. Marijuana possession. Of course, you never see her in the video take any marijuana off of his body. The only thing she removes from his pocket is the gun. The gun. Um, yep. Drug trafficking. Yeah, not Again, drug. Not possession, drug trafficking, and not just any drug, fentanyl. Yes, which uh, they did file a motion to drop the possession and trafficking charges because they said, uh, even though she conducted field tests, which again, no, she didn't because there's a video. No, she did there's not. Yeah. Um, that when they conducted a second test, they found no traces of fentanyl. Not saying... Not not putting in there that she just straight up lied, because I guess they don't want to do that. But no, the, oh, we didn't on second testing, we didn't find any, so we're going to drop those charges. the The funniest one, though, and not funny, haha, funny. I want to blow up something is uh, possession of a firearm as an ex felon. He is not a felon. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, there were. Conflicting reports. I, I haven't found anything that says he isn't a felon. I haven't found anything that says he is a felon. Well, there's um, a TikToker. Oh, please. I hope I get this right. I saw that TikTok. The and, jo and Jolly Ginger. Uh, I want to get his name right. Um, but anyway, he had made a video that stated um, early on when the charges came out, that he has this possession of a firearm by an ex-felon and that he's not a felon. And once that video went viral, he posted an update. The attorney for Michael Washington uh, sent him a message, sent the TikToker a message that stated the uh, charge has just disappeared from the indictment. Mm. They never mm. filed a motion to drop the charge. They just removed it. Um, which is telling. So that's actually not on it, uh, on one of his charges anymore. So I, I guess the only thing that's left is resisting arrest. Uh, Let's put it this way. His bond was half a million before it was 5,000 at yeah. the end. So, yeah. and this isn't a situation, ladies and gentlemen, where it's public pressure. It is. And it isn't, it's not public pressure to try and give, try and let him out because they don't want to deal with the backlash. It's public pressure because this officer was obviously lying and trumped up some charges, which, by the way, the point that we try to explain to people is these are not isolated incidences, right? How many right. times do we have to see police officers doing this to black people? Let me give you guys a quick history lesson on police. Do you know how police was started in this country? <laughs> to catch slaves. That was the first type of policing, but police law enforcement was started directly after slavery. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it was because prisons became 
a source of employment for a lot of former slave owners and plantation owners. Mm -hmm. So they were arresting black people under black code laws. Which Look could it be up. anything from right. from jaywalking, the suspicion of loitering. It could be anything, any, right. any little minor thing they could pick you up. And then they were basically leasing out prisoners to these plantation owners and companies. And we still yes. see it. Like you've seen it in chain gangs. You see it in, in, in jail right now. They have to pay these prisoners peanuts. So technically it's not slavery, but yes. these prisons are privatized and giving labor to companies. So the idea that law enforcement was ever, ever something that supported black people, history has proven time and time again that it is the very opposite. It yes. oppresses black people. And here's just another example. Another example. And and I'm so happy for technology because trust me, there have been millions, tens of millions, maybe even hundreds of millions of black people who have been incarcerated over the last 200 years. Mm -hmm. Would that be right? No, slavery, slavery didn't even end 200 years ago and ended 100 and 50, 160 years ago. Good God. <laughs> when you think about it like that, slavery ended yeah. only 160 years ago. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure it's at least tens of millions, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's hundreds of millions of black folks that have been incarcerated. It was 1865? Uh, 63, 64, 65, somewhere around there. So like yeah. I said, like 160 years. Yes. Yeah, 160 years. Mm -hmm. So at least tens of millions of people that have been arrested, trumped yeah. up charges, and their lives have been stripped away. Hell, just look at the statistics for drug laws and how cocaine, large amounts of cocaine would get you the same amount of time as small amounts of crack cocaine. Like yeah. 100 to 1. 500 grams of powder cocaine will get you the same amount of time as five grams of crack cocaine. And before you say it, crack is more potent than the powder cocaine. This may be true, but you can have powder cocaine and not have crack. You can't have crack without powder cocaine. So mm -hmm. when you want to cut out the main ingredient first, I'm just saying, when we tell you, hey, look, America has not always been for us. It don't yeah. just stop at slavery. It, it goes policies that are institutional. Hence the reason why we say institutional racism. And don't keep telling me it's just a bad apple out of the bunch because we could clearly see that she has some trumped up charges. And instead of just saying, hey, man, she lied, they're trying to cover it up, thinking that it's going to go away. The, th the blue wall protects itself. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So we just we just let you know, hey, I'm not asking you. I'm not telling you how to think. I'm asking you, would you like to think, to quote my man, Dan Levitard. <laughs> <laughs> that's your man right there. That's, 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 that's my boy. Man. That's my boy yeah. right there. But, uh, um, uh, you know, Martin Luther King said, and I'm going to paraphrase this, y'all. Yeah, paraphrase Martin Luther the King. Okay. But it's something like we can never be satisfied as long as 
the Negro is a victim of the unspeakable horrors of police brutality. That was from the Marshall on Washington. Um, you know, he, of course, had the ingenious idea of making police brutality public. And that's Bloody what led, Sunday. That's what led to uh, the Civil Rights Act. So that's what we're doing now. I mean, civil rights and the Voting Rights Act. Bloody Sunday specifically led. And for those people who don't understand what Bloody Sunday is, it's the attack that was broadcast on the CBS network Mm -hmm. uh, during the first march in Selma. There's there's more than one march. The very first march in Selma. Yes. Was nicknamed Bloody Sunday because the cops sent out horses and batons and beat the hell out of people that were peacefully marching. If you don't believe me, just Google search it. There's a YouTube video of that broadcast. But the purpose of uh, televising the revolution. Right. (laughs) The revolution will be televised. Yeah. Um, Is to reach the people who we've been telling that this has been happening. We've been telling them. It's not like we haven't been saying this, um, but to actually show them in a, in a visceral way what's what's happening to us and what has been happening to us and what continues to happen to us, uh, the, the level of state sanctioned violence that we um, that we that is perpetrated against us so that changes and reformations can happen. I don't know. I I have a lot of ideas about what can happen um, to to make some real headway in the way that the police interact with the Black community. One is to prioritize social services over Mm -hmm. um, police response because a lot of things could be mental health emergencies or related to substance abuse or things like that, that really a a mental health or a social worker, some sort of professional in that capacity um, would make a better person to respond to those kinds of incidents, Um, demilitarizing the police, um, you know, things like that. Because this was egregious. It was. I mean, she the when we say that they do not de-escalate, they escalate situations. When we say that we're intentionally being targeted and harassed by police. That's what we're talking. She called him a bitch ass. Yeah. yeah. While she held a taser to the back of a man who was not resisting, not only that, was in tears because he had just been tased twice. Now, and 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 to clarify, most of the time the tase somebody shoots the taser, the taser is a uh, projectile. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a projectile that you can do from a distance. Yes. Uh, she put the taser directly to his back. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't a projectile. It went directly to his back. So I don't I, don't, I can't even imagine how painful that is, because we've seen people no. just be tased by the projectile and fall out. But to yeah. have it directly to your back. Yeah. 
So if you haven't seen the video, I suggest everybody go out there and watch it. Trigger I warning. Feel, well, it's going to be a trigger warning, but but I've learned that you can read something and it's not the same as looking at it. Yeah. It's not the same as watching it. You know, uh, believe it's, half of, believe none of what you hear and half of what you see. Isn't that the expression? So, maybe. I, yeah, I don't know. Man, yeah. Somebody will correct <laughs> it me. It sounds if it's right. I, it sounds, it sounds like that's, yeah. it sounds like that was right. But yes. I don't, I don't know for sure. I think that was right. It feels it, right. It feels right. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know for sure. But <laughs> okay. uh, speaking of law, speaking of law, mm-hmm. you wanted to talk about Young Thug. Young Thugger, yes. All right, Jay, you want to talk about Young Thug. And I hope, ladies and gentlemen, there's some stuff when we're recording we can't control. Before we started the podcast, my neighbor was playing with her dog and was barking, and I could hear it here in the studio. So mm-hmm. I had to go knock on the door and be politely ask, shut the hell up so I could do yes. my show. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, right now, my sister is in her studio, but there's a dog barking outside. Hopefully, I can isolate that sound so you don't hear it. But you might hear it, and we I apologize. Have, I have new neighbors. They keep the dog on the deck, and that's a barking dog. That dog is barking. That's you what you do in the South. They have outside dogs in mm-hmm. the South. All right. What you want to talk about, Young Thug? So we're in day eight of his trial. That just ended today was day eight. Uh, boy, oh, boy. I, I've I've been a young thug fan i also like you know we have the same birthday so uh <laughs> you want to tell people who young thug is because there's some people that listen to our show that probably do not know who young thug is young thug is a rapper mm-hmm. and he is also the founder of young slime life it's a record label um and currently the district attorney of fulton county county Fonnie willis y'all may know her of trump rico trial fame uh, <laughs> is uh, has filed RICO charges against YSL, Young Slime Life, uh, saying that it is, in fact, a not a record label, but a front for street gang activity, and that they have committed numerous violent crimes over the years, including armed robbery, conspiracy to murder, uh, including... <laughs> YFN Lucci being stabbed last April, uh, February or March uh, in Fulton County Jail um, and just participating in general, your run-of-the-mill street gang activity, whatever the hell that is. Um, it's been a circus. <laughs> Boy, it's what, been what interesting. About it, what about it's been a circus? And so first of all, I want to point out, in one, in one essence, She's going after Trump and all of his lies. Mm-hmm. And just so everybody doesn't think that she is biased in any way, she's going after street cats as yeah. well. Yeah. So where she sees crime, yes, she she's will going pursue to attack. It and she will bring yeah. the charges. Now, how is this trial going? Why is it so entertaining to you? And to the people of Atlanta in the Georgia area, the Fulton County or whatever. Yes. Uh, Well, let's start with the defense opening statement. All right. 
Now they character the the prosecution has characterized him uh and um I believe there are six other co-defendants um under YSL who are also on trial. Several people have already pled guilty to racketeering, including mm. Gunna, who is another rapper. Um, Didn't he snitch? There is so there was a, some speculation that he would be uh no, actually. Somebody was somebody was assumed to be a cooperating witness. Yeah, YFN Lucci. YFN okay. Lucci. Because he got um, out, right? Yes. Okay. Um he did he pled guilty to racketeering. There was uh the possibility that he would be named as a witness. Um, because like I said, they pulled in his stabbing when he was stabbed and they're saying that he was stabbed at the direction of young thug that they've been beefing for a while. And yeah. So, but his attorney states that he has not been subpoenaed by anybody to be a witness. So at this time, no, he is not a witness. Well, I don't know if that, that. Yeah. I need to see that paperwork. Yeah. I don't know if that's not going to, you know, continue in the future, but yeah. So the prosecution, painted Thugga as a, you know, just a street criminal and all of this stuff. They read some of his lyrics out and all of that. So the defense wanted to counter that by presenting him as an upstanding community member. And that in Mm. fact, young thug doesn't mean what you think it means. Thug means truly humbled under God. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and I tried if, to take it seriously. I tried to come up with something to defend it, but I couldn't. No. And that if you, if he believes that if he can really help his community out of, out of poverty and hopelessness, then he'll be truly humbled under God. And that's what thug means. He also said the song he has with the uh, gunner called push and P that push and P doesn't mean what you think it means. Honestly, when I first heard it, I thought P stood for perk. He pushing perks. Uh, that's what I thought. Um, but he, the uh, defense counsel said, no, it means pushing positivity. I knew that's where he was going to go, pushing positivity. Um, okay. So it sounds like sure. his defense attorney is the same defense attorney that was defending Damon Wayne's and Mo Money. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if y'all don't get that reference, watch Mo Money, because first of all, it's a good movie. Yes. It's funny, first of all. It's hilarious. Uh, second of all, if you can't, if you don't feel like watching the whole movie, just YouTube Mo Money courtroom scene, and you'll ex- understand exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, Gunna did go live and s- try to explain what push a P- pushing P means. Um, it was incoherent. Um mm. He was like, if you just written, then you're kicking P. If you're owning, then you're pushing P. Like it's not just play, it also can be me, it can mean paper, but he ain't say nothing about it meaning pushing positivity. That's (laughs) 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 and and I read the lyrics. No. He even says one of the lyrics is I'm popping P, I'm paranoid. Like uh, Yeah, that that's Percocet. Um so I have to ask this. mm Mm-hmm. He this indictment is a RICO charge. Yes. But it's state though. It's not federal. Correct. 
So there is a chance that he could beat this. This he could beat it. State mm-hmm. Rico is a little bit easier to beat than federal Rico. If the feds come after you with a Rico charge, you're going to jail or you're going to cooperate some way or another. They got you. Yeah. A state Rico. There are a lot of not a lot of times. There are times where you beat a state Rico case. I just don't think Fani <laughs> would. Defani would bring this case without having something substantial. A lot of mm. people are making, um, including the, def- the defense, an argument against the use of his song lyrics, against Young Thug's song lyrics, as um, like evidence against him. Which they I have agree. About, they have about 17 different sets of song lyrics. Um, there is precedent for it. Tory Lanes at his sentencing, they used some of his lyrics at his at the sentencing. I don't believe they used any of his lyrics because he he did reference Megan and the shooting and some song lyrics. See, see, that's the thing. If 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 like they are if rappers are not if they're generalized speaking, if they're not mm-hmm. saying I did this on a certain day to this person, mm-hmm. check looking into it. Right. Then I don't think you can take somebody's lyrics when they're just generally speaking, because I got a whole mixtape out there of me talking about crazy stuff that yeah. I didn't do. Yeah. Right. There's street stories. There's stories I heard other people do, but I didn't do it. And I would be damned if I'm going into court and somebody finds that mixtape and it's all of a sudden I, they want to play that mixtape as evidence because it's st- rappers are storytellers, just like mm-hmm. authors, just like writers. Nobody wants to bring in uh, if Francis Ford Coppola is being charged for murder. They're not going to show scenes of the Godfather as evidence that he's a murderer look at his art that he's created. I think yeah. that's a preposterous thing. But if you're if you're referencing specific things and then, then telling yes. people play it for the jury and the judge and the court reporter. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And the Boondocks, I remember a Boondocks episode that's you where know, I got referencing the yeah, mm-hmm. referencing this, you know, rappers telling on themselves. If you telling on yourself, cuz that was based fault. on C murders murder trial that episode of the boondocks i believe yeah but see murder first of all one of my rap names was be homicide and paying homage to see murder i have several rap names out there be homicide was one of the rap names yeah it was terrible and the be homicides raps were terrible um (laughs) they, they absolutely were um but i can tell you see murder and none of his lyrics actually made something specific Right. He would he was speaking in generalities all the time, but mm-hmm. never like I shot Monica's ex-boyfriend at the at the at the funeral home in the back of the head with a nine millimeter. Guess what? He's dead. Right. <laughs> he didn't do that. I and left my fingerprints the, by, on the doorknob. Like nobody's gonna <laughs> nobody's gonna be that specific, right? right? But like left my fingerprints on the doorknob, then turned around and looked for somebody to rob. You know, just something like <laughs> yeah, that. That was some yeah. of the lyrics that B Homicide was spitting back in the day, by the way. Terrible. but but, i mean but that's how the defense is characterizing it also they're saying you know young thug is is playing a part he's an actor and these are stories that he's telling but they're not necessarily things that he himself participated in it is a slippery slope i mean using the song lyrics at best is circumstantial but what the prosecution is saying is that 
we were looking into the crimes and the lyrics presented themselves. We're not using them as e- evidence to solve murders. We're just saying this is important maybe for his credibility. I still don't believe that argument. I, I really still don't believe that argument. Fact of the matter is, if you got a Rico case and any of it is based on his rap lyrics, that's a weak Rico case. If yeah. it's a Rico case, right, you need to have some cooperating witnesses. If there's murders, there's got to be some physical evidence. Look, I'm just saying I don't watch enough Law and Order and Law and Order SVU. Yes. That if you put me on a jury, I'm not convicting unless it's beyond a reasonable doubt because yes. I know. Through technology, it is a lot easier for cops to solve crimes now mm-hmm. than it was 20, 30, 40 years ago. So you right. need to come with the evidence. And if you're basing it off of rap lyrics, I'm sorry, I mean, that's not enough to convict. I'm not going to convict them on that. Yeah, I don't think they're using the rap lyrics as basis for it. But it's I a think, supplemental. Yeah, I think it's just yeah. something to attack his credibility and... Like here's here's the way that he chooses to present himself to the world. It's mm. weak and I yeah. and and it's it's primed for the defense to start poking holes in it, which he's already started to do. I mean, but I think a fight broke out once. Uh in the courtroom? Like, in the courtroom. I mean it's 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 interesting. Today was a short day. Um, I watched a little bit of it yesterday. It is streaming on YouTube. <laughs> what? The, the trial okay. is the trial is streaming live on YouTube, so you can watch. You wow. can watch along. Yeah, but okay. uh, it's been it's been quite interesting. I do hope that they come with like some real evidence or like what are we even doing here? Um, right. I'm not going to say free thugger because I don't know. I have not seen the evidence, um, but I do believe people are innocent until proven guilty. So we'll see. That's what, that's what it's, that's what they say. It's all that's about what innocence. they say. That's what they say. Yeah. But I don't know. All right. Well, we'll keep tabs on that. But another thing people need to keep tabs on is things that black people do. Things that we so, take seriously. And things that we take seriously and things that we do. Yes. Mm-hmm. We got such a great response from uh, some of the things that we talked about, about things black people take seriously that I wanted to follow it up yes. with more things that black people take seriously. And I want to start out with the one that you picked specifically because mm-hmm. you was like, I want to talk about this. Yes. So I'm going to let you lead the charge on the first one. Things black people take seriously. Not responding to what was it again? Was it to not what? Res- to what? To, yeah, to so being then, called with what? Yes, to being called things with that, what? Things that black people take seriously. Not responding to being called with what? Yes. So break that down because there's going to be some people out there that say I don't even understand that. Yes. So say you are calling for somebody who's in another room, then you say, "Hey, John." And he says, what? No. I'm not responding to that. Come see what I want. (laughs) Come see what I want. Our mother used to do it to it often. Yes. Yes. That was usually her response when when we would respond with, what? Come see what I want. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not responding to what? What do you mean, what? I'm calling you. That means come here. 
Like I, I can't, I cannot, I can't stand that. And I, I think it's, fr- I think it's from our mother that I'm just like, don't say, don't respond. What? Yeah. No, come see what I want. You know what an offshoot of that is? What's that? Huh? Huh? Yeah. When you say something to somebody and they say, huh? You heard me. Yeah. You know what I said. You don't know what I me. said. Don't harm yeah. me. You know what I said. That's take something out, black people take, take seriously. Take out the garbage, huh? Take out the, huh? Take out the garbage. <laughs> yes. You heard what I said. <laughs> you heard what I said. <laughs> what you mean, huh? <laughs> Another thing that black people take seriously. Not drinking and eating after people. Mm-mm. Now, my ex-wife was white. And this was my ex-wife was with her for years. Yes. And she would be like, here, this is good. Talking about a drink here. This is good. You try this. And I'd be like, mm, no, nah, I don't really want to do that. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, this is my wife. Yeah. Okay. Not to get too graphic. Bodily fluids all around. But I'm not going to drink or eat after. No. Won't no. even eat or drink after. My, let my sister have something that she's eating. And be like, here, take this. I'm like, look, cut off a little piece of that on the corner yes. right there that you ain't touched. Cut, cut that and corner that you didn't <laughs> touch. Touch, yes. cut that corner that you ain't touch. Maybe, maybe. And use maybe. the butter knife. Use something that ain't nobody put in their mouth. Cut, cut right. <laughs> that, that's the key. Yes. I hate when people, I hate when I'm out with people and they're like, this drink is good. Try it. And, and my bestie did it to me one time. And she was like, mm, this drink is good. Try it. And I was like, I love you. I'm not drinking after you. She was like, why? I was just like, this is something I don't do. I don't drink or eat after people. I won't even drink or eat after my own mama. Yeah. I, I, and I, I, and I, I am from her. And remember, I don't know if you remember this, but when we were kids, we would do the waterfall method whenever you had yes. like a bottle of soda or some juice. And if yes. you don't know what the waterfall method is for drinking juice out of a bottle, it's where you hold it away from your mouth and just let it just pour the juice. So your mouth does not touch right. the rim of the bottle. That would typically the, be what can. we did. Yeah, that would typically be what we did for the can or bottles or mm-hmm. something like if that. We you have, it away. If we had to share. If we had to share, if and you know what, <laughs> and you know what, half of it was going to it was going on the ground. But you know what? At least we wouldn't drink it directly after it because I'm nope. damn sure not. If it was a can, because remember back in the day, ladies and gentlemen, okay, I guess they still have cans of soda out there. Yeah, I still yes. see them. Uh, I just see. I'm like, yes. I don't really see. Well, I don't. When I go to the grocery store, they're in a box. I see, uh, oh, I guess you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, What's that? Loose cans. Well, I don't, I don't buy soda anymore, so that's the oh, reason yeah. why. Yeah. But you know, if you only had a can of soda, and your parents, you know, didn't have a whole lot of money, share that soda with your sister. It was, it was. You gonna start crying after that because you and don't want to share no. with your brother and your sister. And your big thing was, was what you call swallow, which was backwash. <laughs> <laughs> like, if somebody if somebody did drink you'd be like this that's probably all swallow in there it's probably all backwash and that's what you're thinking all you're thinking is it's all backwash in there and i don't want no parts of that no parts of it because i don't i don't and, and and like i said women that i've dated you know, I'm getting their backwash anytime yeah. I kiss them. That's yeah. a gross example, but it's true. Yeah. But I won't drink after them. There's something different about it. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I'm sorry. If you spit in a drink and hand it to me, even if I've kissed you, I'm not drinking it. <laughs> Let me tell you what I did one time. Let me tell you what I did one time. I was out with my girlfriend. She was Cuban and Puerto Rican. I was in Miami visiting, meeting her family for the first time. They took mm-hmm. me out to a really nice restaurant. Mm-hmm. And they were sharing food between them, like eating it off of the fork of each other. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's mm-hmm. gross. I'm not going to do that. Then her mom said, here, Bruce, you should try that and put the fork in my face. What do you think I did? What did you do? Because I don't know what I would have done. I I grabbed it with my hand and pulled it off the fork and put it in my mouth. It's still it's still and, been and, on that fork. Yeah, it, it, it's still on that fork. But I didn't want to be disrespectful. But then my my girlfriend at the time was like, "That was really gross to put your hand on the fork." I was like, "You know what's even more gross yeah. for me to put my mouth on that fork?" Yes. I was like, "Y'all could call me uncultured all you want to, but all this sharing, I'm not down for that. Cut me off a little piece of that corner, and we can move on." And there are cultures that eat communally, right? Yeah. Like a lot of Asian cultures, it's 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 a bunch of dishes on the table, and they eat communally. But there are serving chopsticks. Yeah. That they don't eat with. Like it's no, get your spoon out my face. I'm not licking the spoon after you didn't put a spoon <laughs> in your mouth. That's nasty. That's so gross. That's and it's so just gross. and it's the same. And I got a story about because this this segues perfectly into the fact that we don't do potlucks either. Yep. We don't do potlucks. And as somebody who's worked in corporate, I can tell you there's a lot of potlucks. And I, I can't do it. There was one time one of the managers in our office uh, made some of his like famous red beans and rice. Like they, I'm, they're, it's delicious, right? Hold on. And, let me label this for the clip. Let me label this for the clip. Things that black people don't, things that black people take seriously. Not eating at potlucks. All right, right. Go. Okay. So, so uh, a, a manager of mine, black guy, made his famous red beans and rice. He had been talking about it for days. He finally brought it. We were excited because we'll eat each other's food. Right. That's that's okay. key. That's key. If I know you, if and I, I know, know you, you to be one that can cook in the kitchen, and you seem like a clean person, because that's yes. key as well. Yes. Then I will. I will taste your food. Small yes. taste. A small little taste. I'm not getting a big helping at first. I'm getting a small little taste. Mm-hmm. And then if I like it, I'm like, mm, that's pretty good. Then I go for more. Yes. So another manager who was a white man uh, put a spoon directly into the pot and took took a taste. That's fine. It was a clean spoon. He took a taste. He said, no. that's delicious. No. Took the spoon no. and put it back in. Oh, God. And took another taste. Oh, no. And my manager looked at him and said, you can go ahead and have that whole pot. (laughs) And and that's, and meant it, meant every word, and none of us ate it. Because I can't believe you double dipped that spoon in that pot. I can't stand double dippers. Look, if some chip and dip, you get one chip. Yeah. And a dip. Yeah. You do not get to dip that chip in the dip take a bite dip that same chip that you took a bite of back into the dip there's no double yourself there's no double dip there's no double dip there's no double dip you have nasty that is a violation 
So, so what happened to that pot of red beans and rice? He took the whole thing. He gave him the, put it on his desk. <laughs> what did he the said, guy think? What did the guy think? He couldn't say anything. He couldn't say <laughs> anything. He was embarrassed because he didn't even think about that. Is that's nasty? But how come did anybody see him get ready to take a double dip? Yeah, but it happened so fast because he put it in his mouth. He said, "That's delicious," and went right back in. And we just said. Did anybody call him out? I know that's a boss, but did anybody say, "Hey, man, why you do that?" Now nah, I can't have none of that. No, all all see, all my boss said was, "You can go ahead and have that whole pot. That's all you." See, but see, you know me. Mm-hmm. I would have said something. I would have been like, "Hey, man, what you doing?" I would have tried to catch it before he yeah. did it, right? Yeah. And then, then he did it after he did it. I'm like, "Man, what are you doing?" Now none of us can eat that. Yeah. We don't want to share your germs. Right. Well, it's not that big of a deal. It is a big deal. No, I don't know what you be doing with your mouth. Spreads. That's that, how COVID that, spreads. Right. Yeah. All right. The last thing. The last thing that black people take seriously is not putting our street clothes on the bed. No. They have been exposed to the entire world. Mm-hmm. And it's nasty outside. Yep. People farting, sneezing, coughing, environment, environmental pollutants, that, all that, kind of things attaching itself, mm-hmm. attach it, attaching itself to you and your clothes. And you going to put where we spend a majority of our time is in our bed. And you are going to put. That's not true. That's not true. We don't spend the majority yes, of do. our time in our bed. No, you we don't. don't. <laughs> Jay, if anybody is spending more than 12 hours in their bed, which would be the majority of the time of a day, that is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much me. No, Well, okay, that's ridiculous. Nope. Okay, so not- the statistic, I just looked it up. We spend one third of our life either sleeping or attempting to do so. One yeah, third. Yeah, okay, I can believe that's that because from... you're supposed to try to get eight hours of sleep a day, and that's a third of the day. So that's, but that's not a majority. Lot. That's not the majority. Okay, we're getting off topic here, but I just, I just got to correct you on your statement. It's not the majority. For me, it is. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get in bed right after this show. So for me, it is. At night. Oh, it don't matter. My thing okay. is. Uh, street clothes. I do. I put them on the bed. No, I put them on the floor right next to the bed. The only mm-hmm. clothes that go on my bed are the the clean clothes that I took from the dryer to, to, on the off chance I fold my clothes and put them away. Right. This Which is you something don't. that I've. Well, no, I mean, you know, once a once every two months I fold my clothes and put them away. <laughs> but <laughs> this is something that I've learned that really bothered me is that people don't take showers before they go to bed. Yeah. And that's the same thing as just putting your clothes on the bed. You're going to take your nasty body that's mm-hmm. been out in elements all day long and lay in that filth for at least one third of your life. Yeah. It's- now, when we were kids, did we do that? Yes, because yes. you were a kid. You lay in your filth all the time. But as yes. grown adults, and there's people out there that are talking about, well, I'm a morning showerer, not an evening showerer. Guess what? I'm both. Yeah. Not both. 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 I shower both in the day and before I go to bed. Guess what? No matter what I did that day, I'm going to take a shower. I don't care if I sat around the house all day long. I'm still going to jump in the shower before I get into bed. You're the and you're the you're the you are the extreme. You will take. I, okay. Yeah, I a take lot a lot of shower. Yeah. yeah. I don't you're like being the, funky. You're the extreme. But yeah, I mean, 
being clean and getting into your clean bed with clean sheets. Uh, it just, you can giggle and rub your feet together and <laughs> get you some good sleep. But, it, it, but yeah, you should get, you should be in bed fresh. And, uh, and honestly, uh, the only instance where I see that that could not happen again, like I said, this um, before when we were talking before the show is mental illness. If you, if you yeah. suffer from depression, there are times, or uh, you have ADHD and you have issues with executive dysfunction. There are times where it's like the idea of taking a shower or changing your clothes or something feels like an insurmountable task. So I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just normal everyday occurrences. Yeah. yeah. You just, your daily life. Yeah, get in bed clean. Like you spend a third of your life in bed. You know, you know what black people take seriously? What? Not being nasty as hell. That's basically the premise yeah. of everything that we just said. Yeah. Don't be nasty. Don't, don't double dip. Don't I don't want to eat your potluck most of the time. Uh mm. keep yourself clean and wash your hands. Like about you know wash your ass. Wash your ass. Wash your legs. Oh my God. If I hear another person say, yeah, the water just runs down my leg. No, if you don't take that washcloth or that loofah or whatever you do, even if it's just a bar of soap and rub it on your legs and also your feet. Yeah. Because let me explain something to you. If I take your hand and I stick it into some dog shit and then I pour water down your shoulder and it runs down your arm, down your hand. Is that hand clean? You gonna eat? You gonna eat a hamburger with that hand? No, because it's not clean. Just because the water ran down your arm, it's not clean. You have to scrub it. I've almost busted my butt in the shower trying to wipe. I mean, trying to clean my legs. Yeah, because I, I'm tall. Yeah. I'm not short. I'm tall. I'm like 6'4", so I got to clean my legs. And I'm getting older. I'm not as limber as I used to be. Yeah. So I, I actually broke the little, you know, the little pole that you have in your shower to help you, like, the get towel. up and stuff. The the, yeah. yeah the, the, I've broken it trying to balance myself to clean mm -hmm. myself. It's yeah. cracked right now. So, sometimes uh, sometimes your stomach getting in the way. It's kind of hard. You put, your, you put that <laughs> leg up on the side of the tub, and you go to bend down to wash your legs, and your stomach in the way. I get it. Have I, I ripped? Have I ripped shower liners trying to wash my legs? Yes, I have. And, and, and ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you heard my phone ring, but again, our mom calling in the middle of the show. I don't know. Well, what, I don't know. We've been doing this for over a year. Yeah. Every yeah. Thursday, uh, on, you and I do this show. On that note, on that note, Jay, what do you want to tell the people out there? Uh, you know, as always. Thank you for listening to us. Like, uh, we we had a break last week, um, and it was like probably like the most eventful week in terms of our show. Like, our followers grew so much on YouTube, and we got some really great traction on reels. We had like thirty thousand views on a reel on Instagram. Like thirty thousand and climbing. And climbing, like. The support has been amazing. So thank you seriously for rocking with us. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. As always, I'll holla. Woo. That was a hell of a show. 
thank you for rocking with us here on Unsolicited Perspectives with Bruce Anthony. Now, before you go, don't forget to follow, subscribe, like, comment, and share our podcast wherever you're listening or watching it to it. Pass it along to your friends. If you enjoy it, that means the people that you rock will enjoy it also. So share the wealth, share the knowledge, share the noise. And for all those people that say, well, I don't have a YouTube. If you have a Gmail account, you have a YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can actually watch our video podcast. But the real party is on our Patreon page. After Hours Uncensored and Talk is Straight-ish. After Hours Uncensored is another show with my sister. And once again, the key word there is uncensored. Those are exclusively on our Patreon page. Jump onto our website at unsolicitedperspectives.com for all things us. That's where you can get all of our audio, video, our blogs, and even buy our merch. And if you're really feeling genuine and want to help us out, you can donate on our donations page. Donations go strictly to improving our software and hardware so we can keep giving you guys good content that you can clearly listen to and that you can clearly see. So any donation would be appreciative. Most importantly, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for listening and watching and supporting us. And I'll catch you next time. Audi 5000. Peace.